Imagine my surprise when I started making calls today and heard Jack Eichel trade rumors, <laughs> including unverified chatter. He may have at some point recently requested a trade out of Buffalo and that the New York Rangers were amongst interested teams. This, of course, required further investigation. Boom, boom. Welcome into a brand new episode of Crossing Swords. I am your host, Ty B. Today I'll be joined by none other than Wayne Steinel, baby. But first, a shout out to our sponsor, Positive Electric, 716-698-2711. Give them a call today for help with any electrical project, whether it's residential or commercial. Anything from fuses to circuit breaker upgrades, a backup generator installation, or just a service call. Again, give them a shout, 716-698-2711. Let them know Trainwreck Sports sent you. Dwayne, Bob McKenzie has got you all sorts of shook up today. I don't know if it's just Bob's <laughs> tweets or more of the response to it, but besides that, we'll get into that. How are you feeling? Folks, I'm feeling all right. I had a good weekend in Ellicottville. With some very close childhood friends, watched the Bills get a dub on Sunday against the Rams. Had my heart pounding there in the third and fourth quarter, but we were able to pull it out with some Josh Allen last-second magic. You have to love it. Um, you know, even with the interception that should have never happened, uh, probably one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they were able to overcome that and uh, pull out a W there in the, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. Absolutely. I said yesterday I was having an aneurysm, a heart attack, and a stroke all at once, but it didn't matter because the Bills ended up winning. Josh Allen completed that nice little touch pass to the boy, Tyler Croft, who really stepped up. Beautiful name, Tyler. That's just a great first name. I don't know what it is about it. It's, oh, yeah. it's great. And speaking about other beautiful names, Bob, Robert McKenzie. Robert's my middle name. Shout out, Bob McKenzie, for giving Sabres Twitter, something to get riled up about. I mean, we've been without hockey for so long here in Buffalo. Why not? You know, we, we're kind of out of everything. Like I, the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, it's going on. Like, yeah, I've been, you know, watching a little bit, but I'm not glued to it. I'm not in touch with everything that's going on minute to minute. You know, I'm looking away, paying attention more to the, the Monday night football game right now. But having this right now, it feels like hockey is just so much closer to being back. We're going to yep. be getting into the off season right now, right real soon. And the draft Dwayne, you saw Bob McKenzie's tweets, initial reaction before you saw any of the brushback. Stupid idiots. Like I just can't stand it anymore, man. I like, I do say as Sabres fans, like, have we not learned our lesson like from the first time this happened with Ryan O'Reilly letting the nar the media push a narrative that just clearly isn't there? Um, he said it, his agent said it. Like, what are we doing here? Like, 
you have the very best player this organization has seen probably since Patty LaFontaine. And then we just want to push him out the door. Whether you're an Eichel hater or not, he is a top three player in this league. And we haven't had that in Buffalo in a very, 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 very long time. So why are we trying to push this guy out the door? Why are we trying to add fuel to that fire? Why are we letting the media get in our heads? It's absolutely stupid, absolute stupidity. I just, I can't stand it anymore. The narrative is stupid. And anybody who believes in it, I'm sorry. Just, I want to fire you straight into the, the friggin' sun. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think like Bob McKenzie was necessarily trying to push that narrative. It's everyone who ran with that. That's why I was more trying to get your initial reactions because I think Bob McKenzie was just trying to be like, hey, if you hear anything, because I think he's seen some of this speculation out there a little bit um, because you've had so many reporters, you know, would this work for Eichel? Would this? Like, no, none of it would. Um, but he's, he definitely has seen that because some of these are notable reporters. It's not just uh, a John Doe blogger for the Blues or who, whoever, you know what I mean? There's actually, you know, been some of these beat reporters trying to, you know, dig into this. And I think the Buffalo media and more of the Buffalo fan base, you know, twisted that right away. Like, what? Like, uh, like Jack's not happy, uh, everything, whatever. But no one is happy with losing when you're getting paid to win hockey games for your job. Like, what? You know, that's not so hard to understand. Like, if you're a doctor and you get paid to save lives, if people keep dying on your watch, are you going to be happy? Nope. No. It's it, 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 And us as fans, we're not even getting paid. We're, we're paying to see this mediocrity. We're paying to see this losing. Like, fans are the first most should be the ones that are trying to, like, throw throw water on this fire. Like, stop. Just just stop. There isn't a single team that can afford what it would take to give up – to get Jack Eichel. I don't care what he may – I saw on, on another writer, uh, Mathinson or something like that, he, he tweeted out, you know, his thoughts uh, from Minnesota and what it would take. And he said, Matt Dumba, their first-round pick and a, a prospect. It's like, that's not even remotely in, in the, the stratosphere of what it would take to get Jack Eichel. And honestly, if you want to acquire you're going to have to mortgage almost your entire franchise to bring in a Jack Eichel. That's how much it takes. And I don't think there's a single team in this league that can afford to give that up. No, no, because it, it would have to take, like, an extremely special case where, like, a team is picking, you know, they're a good team. They're picking towards the end of the first round, but they have someone else's like first round pick that ends up being first overall or something. And they have a whole bunch of other assets somehow because maybe they got lucky on a bunch of late round draft picks or something crazy. Like it's not, it's not probably going to come into fruition, especially not right now with everything that's going on in the league. Um, But even yeah, Eichel's agent said he's, he's hearing the talk. It's, it's around within the hockey circles, but if you're a player, you sign this contract. Yes. You have to be upset with the way things are going. If, if you were okay with it, I would be way more concerned that he's okay with losing and just not trying to do the next thing or trying to do more, trying to become a better leader, trying to teach his, his teammates or get on a better page with them or just doing anything he can to get an upper hand at this point to get into the playoffs then I would be more upset than I, I am hearing this. He 
he is extremely competitive. You see that come out of him yeah. in those games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially. Um, and you love to see that fire. You don't want him to lose that. So the Sabres fans, it's up to us. Like you gotta, you gotta be putting that out there that like, this isn't a reality for Sabres fans. We don't want this. We want Jack to stay here. We want to build around him. I don't, I don't get why it just, it just causes them like a, like chaos. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Why doesn't this type of chatter revolve around Connor McDavid? Because you know what? Connor McDavid had that the Oilers have two MVP players on their hockey team. And they're still trash. They're still played they're still terrible. Why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about Jack Eichel? Why aren't we talking about Connor McDavid wanting out of Edmonton? I mean, you have Leon Dreisaitl, who just won the Hart Award, who literally just had an insane year, and McDavid was not far behind him. Like, why aren't we talking about that? Why are we talking about Jack Eichel? It just – it blows my mind. And, like, I, I just – I don't know, man. I just, I just can't handle it anymore. Like, I, the media, I, I, I can't stand it. You know, you know, I, you know, everyone wants clicks. Everybody wants some, some, somebody to read, you know, what they're writing or what they're reporting on. And if this is what's going to get it from the Buffalo uh, – from the Buffalo area, from the York area, from this entire area, then I guess so be it, man. But we've already been through this one – once with Ryan O'Reilly where a bunch of fake, you know, fake rumors about, you know, tension between Jack and Ryan, you know, Ryan not wanting to be here anymore. You know, his family lives an hour and a half away. What do you mean he doesn't want to be here? Like even as bad as things were in Buffalo, Ryan really has to look in that room and see the pieces that were in place and see they're really not that far away. You just have to continue to build and spend correctly and you're telling me he wanted out? No, he's like you said, he's pissed, pissed, pissed off. Like you don't, you hate losing. You're a competitor. We all knew Ryan O'Reilly was a competitor. Who, who likes losing? Nobody does. He just had a, a, a true moment of honesty into a live microphone. And I'm sorry, like I'm not. I don't want this to happen again because I, I just got to stop. I'm really getting fired up, Ty. Get really <laughs> no, fired. Up. I, I already got I mean, fired up. I, I already got fired up once today, man. I've lost half my voice. I really don't blame don't you, but this again. is this is where I'm saying like Bob McKenzie's clarifying this because those rumors are out there, and that's the problem. It's not Bob McKenzie throwing. Oh, I know, know it's not gas Bob. on the fire. It's everyone else who's throwing. You know, like I'm glad like he came out and clarified it. If, if more than anything, being like, yes, like they're taking phone calls, but yeah, I'm gonna call and say. If there's a new GM somewhere, why wouldn't I call and see who's available? Like, is your best player available? Who the who the hell who the fuck in the league wouldn't want Jack Eichel on their team? You're exactly, crazy if he wouldn't. So uh, that's where I'm just like, yeah, like, thank you. Obviously, Kevin Adams isn't stupid now. Well, eh, we'll see. Uh, he's not stupid for that, at least because none of us would trade Jack Eichel if it was up to us. Um, I just don't don't see like Reese that would literally reboot everything like and no I don't if that happens what's the point of making the Eric Stahl deal if you plan yeah what's the point of making the Eric Stahl deal if you're just gonna trade Jack Eichel you know what I mean (laughs) Eric Stahl's gonna be your first center he's gonna be the bridge to Dylan Cozens (laughs) yeah like it makes no sense like and like you said man yeah, like you said, I said it, you said it. If you really want to see the KeyBank library, 
you know, be empty, trade Jack Eichel because no one's going to fucking come to a hockey game next year. That's, that's it, another or, thing. It, like, you're, <laughs> if you're the Pagulas, the only thing putting people in seats for your team is Jack Eichel. I mean, Darlene helps, but Darlene's not going to win you games at this no, point in his career, no. like, by himself. Jack has no. shown he can do that. <laughs> Literally. So, you, you watch Jack Eichel take over games by himself, and the, the only reason, honestly, they were even winning to start this past season was because of Jack. Just mm-hmm. Jack putting the team on his back, and he can't do that all season long. And I think, I think Kevin Adams sees that and isn't just going to just hope and pray that Jack has an entire a season of a full bill of health all season and can do again what he did last season and just put minor pieces in place. I, I think Kevin Adams recognizes that, you know, you have to make your star player happy. You, you have to build around him. That's why I've been, I've been hammering at home that you don't want to spend a lot of money on a goaltender right now. You don't want to bring in some name like a Holtby. You want to spend mm-hmm. that money in other places to help Jack Eichel. Um, you know, I think, I think we're going to see Jeff Skinner on the second line again this year. I think that's inevitable. As much as people hate to hear that, I think you're going to see. And again, there's another thing you got to sign uh, Sam Reinhardt. Uh, you know, all, all things considered, if we if we bring him back on an extension, you're going to have him and Olsen, you know, with Eichel centering them. And you know, you have Eric Stahl. Is, your, is he signed for one just this next season, or is it two? Eric Eric Stahl. I'm not sure. I think one year left. One year? Okay, so, you know, next year you have Eric Stahl centering, probably going to be Skinner, and who? Like, who, who's your other winger? Maybe that maybe that guy's in a trade. Maybe that guy's in a free agency. I don't I know. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I just – I hope it I, is. I, I hope so. I mean, like I said, I, I broke it down uh, last week about some names that I think that should be on the Sabres' radar and I think would fit good in your top six. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, the super secret Sabre source gave a few names to Jeremy White. (laughs) Georgiev, Saad, Palmieri, Grizzlick, and Josh Anderson. Which of those guys would you want first? Kyle Palmieri has been one of the most consistent, one of the more consistent players in the league Mm -hmm. for quite some time on a bad Devils team. I would love Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri, sign me up 10 times out of 10, twice on Sunday. Absolutely. Um, you know, Josh Anderson, there's some injuries there. Um, I think if the price is, you know, the price to bring him in is right, at least for, for both sides. I mean, I'm not, I'm not willing to mortgage anything to bring in Josh Anderson, a guy who hasn't played all last season and is coming off a major injury. So, I love the idea of Josh Anderson. He's big. He's versatile. You know, he plays a heavy game. But I, I hope that it wouldn't cost us a ton to bring him in. I'm not paying the first mm-hmm. round draft pick for Josh Anderson. Put that way. No, no way. <laughs> There's no chance for not, Josh not a Anderson. Chance. Not, a, um, not a chance. But I don't know. I don't hate the idea of bringing in Georgiev. I think Georgiev no. might be better than Olmark right now. You might be able to get him for not too much because he's a little bit expendable there um, in New York with everything mm-hmm. going on, getting Shesterkin over. Um, and you still got Hank. And I, I don't know. Like, 
I think these Hank are all very. Last, these are all. Pretty, I think Hank. I think Hank's played his last game as a Ranger. Retiring or trade? Like I don't think they're going to be able to move I, him. I, I think if they move him, they're going to have to retain salary. But 100%. Um, he's he's only going to he's only going to go to a contender. So, um, even if it, you know, I, I know he wants to play, but he's probably going to be at the one B. Um, I could see him going to say. I mean, there's been a lot of rumors about, you know, Arizona not, and you know, trade talks about Darcy Kemper, if he'll be there next year. I could see him going to an Arizona, especially if Arizona retools in the offseason. They have a lot of promise. I mean, I think the Rangers have a lot of promise. Yeah, but they also have a, a situation in net with two stud goaltenders. And, you and know, that's a great problem to fall into. It is. And you don't want to keep paying Hank that kind of money to be your backup goalie. You don't got to – he's going to retire probably after next year. If you go win the cup, he'll retire out on top. What do you mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely he'll retire. If, 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 but, the, again, that's the thing. You have, you have three guys who, in my opinion, at least two the, – you know, the two young guns, uh, Georgiev and Shosturskin, try and say those names five times fast, um, who are ready to play in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Like again, like if you can if you can get rid of at least half of Lundqvist's salary and spend it in other places, the better you're, better the team in front of your goaltender. Are you going to do that? Yeah, I mean they can use some help at defense for sure. Absolutely. So obviously, if you can get that contract off, you're going to do it. But I don't mm-hmm. think the market's really going to be there. That's why I think Georgia might have to be the guy you move. And if you can get him for you know, an okay spot, then you know, then it comes down to which guy out of Olmark and Georgiev do you want to keep. And Georgiev is a potential guy who I think could be much better than Olmark. I think he's he showed for more stretches, I think, last year with all the injuries they had um, with Hank and everything. I think mm-hmm. he can be a very good goalie. I don't know if Olmark's ceiling is as high, um, obviously, we, we're going to have Uka Pekalukunen coming up in the pipeline, but he's still, you know, with those hip injuries now, that's something to monitor as well. Like, how quickly is he going to come into the fold now? That could just provide, you know, a little bit of extra added security here with a, instead of having a goalie who has eye problems as your backup. <laughs> Agreed. And like I said, TSN released their uh... – you know, on their on TSN's most recent trade uh, trade bait list, you know you got top, guys at the top of the list. Matt Murray, goaltender. You know people are probably going to want Matt Murray before Henrik Lindqvist, even though I am not a fan of Matt Murray at all. Um, other goaltenders on the list are Mark Andre Fleury. We mentioned earlier Darcy Kemper. Um, I mean, I'm looking up and down this list. I don't see Lundqvist's name at all. So. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a contract anyone's going to trade for. Plus, no. I'm pretty sure he's got a lo, uh, probably limited a decent, no, yeah, at least no the clause. limited, yeah. Yeah. So he's either retiring a ranger or getting traded. I just don't see. I just, I just, it's it's tough for me to see them Ooh. willing to pay him. Lightning taking a two nothing lead. Yo, speak of the lightning. I mentioned this to Scott Wheeler off air an episode on our last episode of Two Goalies on Mike. You know, he kind of shot it down. I don't. I. I still. I still feel there. There's. There's. 
there's some truth to it. With how well the Lightning played this season and in this playoff without Steven Stamkos, and the fact that that Braden Point only signed a, a short-term deal, and that's a guy I think they'll want to bring back who stayed healthy, whereas Steven Stamkos has been unable to stay healthy. Is Steven Stamkos a guy, even with that contract, that might be expendable and be on his way out of Tampa? Not, not this year, maybe next year, when you have to decide on, you know, Sergachev wow. and Point and Sorello, uh, or I fucking forget his name. Sorelli, yeah, sorry. Um, you got guys who you have to make decisions on about signing and bringing back. And that's a big contract Steven Stamkos has there in Tampa Bay and a flat cap this year. Oh yeah, that's gonna it's gonna really complicate things for them. I think. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna be able to get. Obviously, you're getting these team friendly deals. It's not gonna be as team friendly. No. Next time around, <laughs> Braden points proven. He deserves much yep. more money than that. Probably double. Easily double. <laughs> he's like he's been the he's been the the, the bona fide leader of this team in the playoffs. Yeah, him and Kucherov. Yeah, him and Kucherov are on. They've scored in all five games, I believe. Yeah, five in a row. I, just unbelievable. I remember. I remember having arguments with my buddies. They're like, Steven Samkos is obviously the best player on the Lightning. This is probably like a little over a year ago, and I'm like, no. Like, he, Braden Point does so much on both sides of the ice. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, you can't always quantify everything guys do on the ice, especially with, you know, back checking and just being in the right positioning all the time and just the little things. But when you really watch the games, he just flashes because he's just always in the right position. He's always forcing other players to have to play harder to, you know, get to the spots they need to get to. And he's just a little bit of, he's just a pest because he's just so good at everything he does. And if you can if you can get any of those guys, even maybe Sorelli comes up to be available then. Oh yeah. Like, I think someone's gonna have to be the P on the move soon out of there. Oh, there's some tough decisions that are that are gonna be made, uh have to be made in Tampa Bay. Very tough decisions. Um and you have to come to uh, you know, ask the question, is our captain worth keeping here? and sacrificing some real key pieces that helped us win a cup. Um, when you won said cup without your captain, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, Sergachev has had a great playoff. Um, and a point, man. Like I said, eight points in the five. I think it was eight points before. You remember uh, how we could have drafted um, Sergachev? Oh, yeah. I remember I was at, I was at that draft and it was there here in Buffalo. It's right here in Buffalo. <laughs> Who do we take? Can you remind everybody? Casey, no pull-up, middle stat. Nope. 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 I'm pretty sure that was the draft in Buffalo. It was uh, – Oh, Nylander. Yep, Nylander. It was – Chikrin was one of the defensemen available. And Sergachev, I believe. Yeah. They were the top two. And we, we, we passed up on them. And I know you could say that about every team. Like, oh, they passed We passed up on this guy. We passed on that guy. But the Sabres, there's a lot of names out there. And you look at who they took, and they were absolute busts. And it's just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's, it's, it's comical. Well, it's comical. speaking of which, yeah. So, Mitz, Nylander, Risto, all taken with the eighth pick, all within the last 10 years or so for the Sabres. Eighth pick this year. 
we're not going to get too much into the draft right now. We're going to have another episode later this week, hopefully, for you guys, breaking that down with the draft expert, little prospects expert. Um, what are, you know, give me maybe three names you're looking at, you're targeting at that eight spot that you would, you would love that are also a bit realistic. Don't, don't go crazy and say Quentin Byfield. No, I mean, Quentin Byfield is going second overall, no matter what. I, I don't see anybody else sliding um, up into that spot. Uh, it's, it, that's tough for me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be Lafreniere and then Quentin Byfield. Absolutely. Uh, after that, though, uh, a lot of things can happen. You know, they always happen in the draft. Um, Stutzel, I, as uh, we, we, we discussed with Scott Wheeler, Stutzel actually fell down um, Scott Wheeler's list. And it wasn't necessarily a mock draft that he did, but as far as players he was high on, you know, that were in his rankings, he had Stutzel, I think, down at eight, uh, eight or nine, actually. No, 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 it would have been seven. Uh, right in that area, and he's been a top three guy since you know before the season started. Yeah, mm-hmm. Left wing from from Mannheim. Um, you know, I've always been very high on him. Um, I want pretty much anything to do with not not a defenseman. Like we need help up front. Uh, my my, you know, if I were to pick a guy that I would love to see if he fell to six, the Sabers make a move to try and move into that spot to pick him would be Marco Rossi. Uh, out of out of the OHL in Ottawa, uh, it's uh, the 67s uh, center. He's probably one of the guys that's most NHL ready. Not saying you should rush him into play. Natural, it's, natural goal scorer. Yeah, absolutely, led, led all um, of the CHL in scoring, I believe. Just he, he's he's going to get knocked because he's a bit undersized. He's about five five nine or so, but we've hmm. seen that can work in the NHL. He's you know he played center. In juniors, he doesn't necessarily need to come in immediately and play center. You can put him on your wing. Um, I think he could, yeah, he could come in and just bury the puck. He's got lots of dynamic moves. He knows where to be on the ice from having played center. Not obviously the best defensively, but your positioning and your IQ needs to be on point. He's especially great in the offensive zone. Can set people up and score just as just as equally as well. I I would absolutely love it if he fell fell to him, but if they got to move up, I wouldn't complain either because I think that is sort of best case scenario for the Sabers. Yeah, like, I mean, how can you complain? The guy is, you know, like I said, he's he's ranked as highly as he is for a reason. Um, and I like I said, if if I had a pick at eight, or I guess I don't think he falls to eight, but if he fell to six, I would love to see us uh, uh, go after him. Um, another guy is Cole Perfetti. I don't think he'll make it to eight, but he's there. Is a very dynamic, uh, very dynamic player. Um, I believe also an OHL, OH, yeah, Saginaw. He played uh, another centerman uh, out of Saginaw in the OHL. Um, I've been very high on him since uh, one of the very first few episodes in Two Goalies One Mike. Um, I think another guy who could maybe not come in next year, but you let him develop, either stay in the O or bring up to Rochester. And let him and, and let him develop uh, his skills down there. I think he's a guy who can contribute down two years down the line. And like I said, I'm, very, I'm a big advocate of really refurbishing that center position. It's the hardest. It's one of the hardest positions, line one through four, to fill. Um, 
there's nothing wrong with being heavy at the center position. So no, I'm very big no. on Cole Perfetti. Yeah, and that's why another name I like, Anton Lundell, if you can get him there, 6'1", 185, center out of Finland, can play with the men, has the body to do it right away if they want, or you can, you know, let him cook for a year. But he's someone that will be around pretty soon. Like, he's a guy that doesn't need too much more seasoning. Maybe even Lucas Raymond there on the left wing. Um, he plays for Frölunda as well in Sweden. We all Long know about Frölunda, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great pick. He was, you know, he fell a little bit in the European rankings, but I think that's a little bit more of a Holtz and Lindell kind of stepping up a little bit than yep. him yep. necessarily hurting himself in the draft capital. Um, I think those guys just kind of stepped it up a little bit there. But how would you feel? <laughs> uh, this is me being Professor Chaos here. How would you feel you Sabres draft? If you say Sanderson. Caden Gooley. Caden Gooley? Defenseman, Prince Albert. Brendan Gooley's brother. Um, hate it. <laughs> hate it. We need so much help up front. I hate it. I don't want anything to do with it. Don't even talk about it. Just move on. I want nothing to do with a defenseman. Caden uh, Gooley, I mean... Uh, like I said, we had on uh, Scott Wheeler uh, last episode, and he didn't even have Gooley in his top 20. Oh. I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> so, um, another guy, like you said, you already said his name, Alexander Holtz. I, I, I'm pretty big on him. Um, and we already said Lucas Raymond. Both aren't small guys, but they're not big, but they're very dynamic, fast, uh, very good with the puck, smooth skaters. Um and Anton Lindell, another centerman, uh, six foot one. Um, I'd love, like I said, any of those names I'd be very happy with. But it's, you know, other, the only names in there that I see that are ready to make the jump to the NHL next year, Marco Rossi is probably the only one. So you're looking at guys that are going to have to sit in the, in the AHL or go back to junior or, you know, their respective clubs and continue to develop there, which I'm fine with, which I'm completely fine with because now that we have the air, the second line center dilemma figured out, at least for next season, you can afford to have, if you, especially if you take another center, have him go and develop. Uh, you know, chances are you're going to see Dylan Cousins up here next year. I think he's ready. Um, you're probably not going to have him at the center position. You're probably going to have him sitting on, on the wing, either your second or your third line, which I'm completely fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he's going to sit, say, on Eric Stahl's wing, if, he's, if, if he shines at training camp, and shows that he can play at the level, you know, you know, where he can be on the second line. I don't mind him sitting on Eric Stahl's wing. And like, and like I said, I want his and Casey Middlestead's lockers right along, right alongside Eric Stahl's in the locker room. You know, I, I want them trying to pick his brain as much as they possibly can. The guy is a bona fide stud, or was a bona fide stud in the league, um, has succeeded uh, so much – Won a cup, you know, begrudgingly, you know, had to go through us to get there. But uh, if he can help develop those two kids to be, you know, help fix what we screwed up with Casey Middlestat and show both him and Dylan what it takes to be not a success just on the ice in the locker room, but in the weight room specifically too, I all is forgiven in my eyes. Oh, yeah. I'd be perfectly fine with that, Dwayne. Give it to me. Last thoughts before we wrap this one up, before we get – the draft 
preview episode later in the week? Um, you know, just stop talking about trading Jack Eichel. Just stop. Just please. I want to get through one day where I don't have to hear about a new Jack Eichel rumor and some bullshit trade package some some idiot in his mom's basement came up with to you know to throw at Buffalo. I just I just don't want to listen to it anymore. I don't want to read about it anymore. It really hurts my brain and it hurts my eyes to look at it. So um, I'm excited for the draft um, to see what there's a lot of options here. Like I said, we just went over, you know, anyone between Anton Lindell, Lucas Raymond, Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi, uh, just a ton of names that could be there. Um, as long as not a defenseman, you know, you know, Tim Stutzel. I mean, I highly doubt he makes it there, but if he does fall there, I think that's my guy too. Um, I just, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what happens. Maybe we trade out of it. Maybe we trade the pick. Who knows? I don't think we do, but, you know, that'd be wild if we did. You never know what could happen. Kevin Adams, first draft as a general manager in the entire league. First draft as an executive, first anything pretty much. So it it all remains to be seen, I guess, for all of Sabres Nation. We'll see what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully they'll Does be making some you? big moves. I'm big worried because I'm just losing hope day after day with this organization. I don't know. Maybe they need to just hire you as the fan development coordinator and I'll <laughs> fall back in love with Yo, the team. I don't know what's listen, going on. Listen, there's some, talk, there's some talks amongst the train wreck crew about that. Uh, hopefully we have some good content coming your way soon. But when I, when I asked if you were scared, I'm saying, are you scared of the fact that, like, literally they've hired nobody around Kevin Adams? Like, for his first draft? Like, I mean, nobody? My DMs are open, Kevin, if you need um, yeah. any ideas on some players to sign or to draft. At Ty Buffalo, that's my Twitter handle. Um, I'll keep them open just for you, Kev. No worries. Kevin with a Y, great, great spelling. Absolutely love it. Um, not trying to get any brownie points right now so that you definitely DM me so I can help out. But that'll end the show. For Dwayne and myself, Ty B, let's go Savers.